Okay, we're recording and hopefully <laughs> synced. I mean, let's fucking hope, right? Did you yeah. get a chance to? You got a chance to watch the episode earlier? Uh, no, not yet. What? Your move. It's time to podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the Yu-Gi-Oh Recap Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And uh, we're back. As we're I back. said. Uh, I realized that half of our episodes are us saying we're back now, but uh, this time it's for real. We are back, in fact. We are back. We're back, in fact. Uh, Backstreak's back. All right. All right. Um, this week, we are eventually going to be talking about uh, Season 1, Episode 30, Dual Identities Part 2. Um, but because it's been a while... Uh, we don't have our shit together, <laughs> even though, uh, I made, uh, as I was telling Jimmy before the intro, uh, a new notes document for us. <clears throat> and part of me, I'm apparently not over being sick yet. And it's been like three weeks. <clears throat> no, I am. It's, it's just that, this cough, this cough like sprung up today and it's it'll that be, it'll London fog. We're no, you don't. You don't think it is. I think it's a. Your gutty works. I think it's a podcasting curse, right? Because yesterday, when we were like, "Oh yeah, let's record today," it was great. It was wonderful. My voice was silky and smooth, and then we had to, you know, we ended up rescheduling and everything. And today, it's just been like, bah, bah. Uh, oh, no. so I apologize. Um, but it can't be any worse or more sad than last week's episode. Last week's, like last month's episode. Yeah, we haven't um, done anything in like <laughs> an entire month. I don't know. Over have you, a whole month. Have you listened to the last episode we put out? No. It was sad. I listened to this show. I <laughs> we, were, we were both very clearly sad that we were not talking to each other. <laughs> There's no chemistry when you're just in a room talking to yourself. No, and it's really weird. And I was like, because I we just got Wi-Fi at our apartment like a week ago now. Uh, we I, I had to go to a coffee shop to edit it. So I'm like sitting at a coffee shop, listening to our voices, like cutting our voices together. I'm like, oh, man, oh, I can't wait to do this for real. <laughs> yeah, I did listen to like the first couple of minutes just to make sure it was like actually making any goddamn sense. But, and oh. Um, eh. It remains to be seen. Um, but yeah, well, it's so we, water under the bridge, the London Bridge. Th- oh God, which I still haven't seen. Actually, I I have spent all of about maybe ten minutes in London, uh, literally just going from the St Pancras train station to the King's Cross train station, like right fucking across the street. So I've seen the train station. Um, that's about it so far. Well, it's King's Cross. So what more could you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although they have uh, like renovated it or remodeled it or something since the Harry Potter movies, so you can't Aww. actually go to nine and three quarters. Aww, they what? do have like a That's They have like a photo op booth thing set up. Like you can um, you can like get in line and have your picture taken with like the prop uh, trolley. You know, you're pushing it into the wall, uh-huh. but the line takes like, pardon me, the queue, as they say here. Queuing for the trolley takes about, I don't know, 30 minutes or something. It's just not worth it. Oh, that's that's so disappointing. I know. I know. But it's all right. Um, uh, what was I going to... I was, I was going to say something else about the god-awful show that we've created and why we've chosen to bring it back. Um, no. Uh, we, uh, I think, clearly really miss doing this show together. And now that we, I have Wi-Fi and, like... 
my recording setup works the way I want it to, we can actually do this again. And I'm, I'm now very, you very have excited. An actual livable space. Yeah. So, uh, I, I was thinking to myself when I finally figured out like, okay, we can do the show again. I would really love to bring it kind of up to the next level, right? Like I want to up the podcasting ante. And obviously uh-huh. one of those things uh, that we can do to up the podcasting ante is make a podcast. Um, the, the other thing being we can make an international <laughs> podcast, uh, well, which we're doing now and yeah. is kind of nuts. Like it's uh, like 845 my time. It's like almost one your time, right? Yep. Um, 46 in the afternoon yeah so you know it's 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 kind of crazy the way that that works um i think that's maybe the other reason that like it's felt like we haven't really talked to each other in like a month because when we text it's either like you know 8 a.m my time and midnight your time or like yeah i don't know like now basically uh so it's it's kind of like there's completely opposite schedules a very narrow window when both of us are both awake and like ready to like actually do anything and i think it always surprises us too we're like oh you're awake now weird yeah (laughs) um but yeah so this is really nice to be able to actually do a a video call or an audio call for our listeners i guess but uh it's it's good so uh i have made a notes document as the third thing to do um because you know like goddamn adults we should have show notes uh, and I see that we've both put down things for, uh, sort of a pre-show, uh, ways to catch up because I want to catch up and hear how everything's going. So first up, tell me about your adventures in Australia, because before we left, before we did this whole thing, I was moving and then you were going to Australia for, was it a, a week, two weeks, a week, a week, a, week how and was a few that? days. Yeah. We, uh, flew out on the exact same day. Uh, my adventures in Australia were great. I went down there for my cousin's wedding. Um, they have a farm outside Melbourne, which is a proper way of pronouncing Melbourne. Yeah, I was about to say. So you don't good, sound good, like good pronounce. a goddamned American. But uh, I got to hang around Melbourne for a couple of days, and then um, we drove up into the, the, the farmland up north, and um, they're wedding venue was spectacular they have this little brook running down their uh, their horse farm and so um they had the audience for the wedding seated on either side on these logs that they had felled right there that were just these trees that were growing uh on the sides oh. of this little creek and then they had a, a little platform where the bride and groom stood and little stumps next to it where the, all the bridesmaids and groomsmen stood it was just absolutely spectacular it was a beautiful wow. day because it's springtime there. It was beautiful and warm oh, and sunny. Oh, right. Uh, it was just a, a really great time was had by all. And I was so glad I was able to, to make it down. That's great. Yeah, I keep forgetting. So they're heading into summer there. Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was real nice. Because it was coming from here where it's like cold and rainy. And going down there where all the flowers are blooming and uh it was just nice and warm and yeah it was pretty great that's wow that sounds awesome uh and then i saw on instagram you did a bunch of like sightseeing and stuff besides mostly in in melbourne though right mostly in melbourne um i also got to go on a hike um australia doesn't have many tall tall mountains because of how geologically inactive it is 
Yeah, like, New Zealand stole them all. Yeah, all of Australia's uh, mountains are like millions and millions of years old because right. there's just not much tectonic activity at all, which is why it's so flat most places. But there was a nice little uh, ridgeline area called um, Cathedral Range, which I got to go hiking on the day after the wedding, which was a little difficult getting up to go do that the day after the wedding when I was partying until like 2 a.m. Oh, yeah, because Australians party hard. Oh, they party hard. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to any of our Aussie listeners of you who exist. But um oh boy, yeah. Hey, if if you live in Australia and listen to this show, I mean, hey, good on you, mate. Uh, B, hit us up. That's great. But yeah, I mean, I took my hiking boots all the way to Australia, and I was going to use them, goddammit, it. And so I'm glad I actually got to do that. <laughs> it was just a real uh quick hike, but it was strenuous because it was super steep. You're just going like straight up this rocky outcropping. Oh wow! Called North Jawbone Peak. Damn, if that's not a fantasy name, I don't, I don't know what is. Yeah. Shoot, it's a D&D setting. Yeah, North, North Jawbone Peak is uh, just to the, the east of Zephyr Cove. <laughs> Which, do you remember? Okay, backstory. We here. need Jimmy, to explain this. Jimmy and I made in college uh, a music video. Uh, let me go back even further. How do we even describe this thing? No, no, I know made? how to describe it, unfortunately. I'm sad that I know how. Um, so Jimmy and I went to school together is how we met. And we were in, we were film students. And uh, this would have been our last year. Was this our senior year that we took this class? Was it junior year? It might have been junior year. I only did three years, so I don't really know what to call anything anymore. Um, it was later. In yeah. The, so anyways, so we, took, we took this class where essentially the whole class was like day one, pitch a short film like a five minute short film and then like that would be our first half of the semester was just making whatever it was and people it was a just, great like, class we loved it oh yeah it was great well it was because it's one of those classes where you kind of just like go off and do your own thing um which i think is our preferred work style <laughs> um but uh yeah so anyway so it was like week one right was pitch a five minute film and I don't think anyone was actually prepared. I, I know some people had like stuff that they've been noodling around with over the summer, but that day I was just like, all right, I'm just going to spitball some ideas off the top of my head and we'll see what sticks. So I found myself at the front of the classroom saying the words D and D music video, <laughs> uh, no, uh, D and D heavy metal music video. I did not have a song, I did not have a band, but I had that conglomeration that of words. Phrase. <laughs> so uh, everyone was like, yeah, fuck yeah, that sounds great, let's do that. Um, and so we wrote a song, recorded it, uh, like that same week even. Um, did you really? I guess you would have had to, huh? Yeah, well like I wrote it, I definitely wrote it that week. I think we recorded it by the next week. Um, yeah, shout outs to uh, to Alex Berger and Austin Hulesbeck, if y'all are listening. Uh, hey, guys. Um, they, they crushed it. Uh, and we made a music video <laughs> for this band that didn't exist and this song that we just made up. Um, and it Can turned I out really good. <laughs> say the name of this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here is the 
if you want a good glimpse of like me and my <laughs> tastes in college, the title of this song I think says it all. So so give them the title. The song was called Flames of Zephyr Cove, Part Three of Five, colon, Run Run by the band Stonefeather Spire and the Rolls for Initiative. And... Where the part three of five implies that this was some ongoing project and like of this imaginary series. And mm-hmm. this was the third part of it. And I think we were talking about like the other parts of it would be like uh, a movie and like a book or something and, like a oh, fantasy let me, novel. Let me, let me part the kimono for you, Jimmy, uh, because I don't think I even told you this. So like, two years ago now maybe three years ago alex and i had lunch one day and wrote the entirety of that series no shit really yeah like did a full outline for the for all five parts um and it turned into like this weird trippy space opera um you know as things are wont to do uh and we were like yeah yeah let's get together next week and uh and we'll like figure out a production schedule for it and it just and like nothing happened. <laughs> nothing ever happened, which is kind of just how we work. I think maybe in five years or something, we'll meet back up and actually make the damn thing. But um, nah, why are we talking about this? Because I, I, I mentioned Zephyr Cove. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh yeah. So it turns out I wrote Zephyr Cove thinking that it sounded like a like a fantasy destination, you know, like a D and D map. Uh, and it turns out it's like where one of our friends lived. <laughs> yeah, it's a real place in Lake It's in Tahoe. Reno, yeah. So, yeah, let that be a lesson to you, kids. Sometimes places that sound fake are real. It's a good song. I like it. Oh, I yeah, it's fun. It it's fun. Uh, I think it's still on the internet somewhere. Oh, yes, it is. I think it's <laughs> oh, on your, God, like, that's Vimeo. ominous. It's certainly on a SoundCloud on somewhere Vimeo. that I can't delete. Yeah, so... um Go look for that, listeners. That'll be fun. Yeah, go look up Flames of Zephyr Cove, part three of five, run, run. Uh, yep. Or don't, if you value yourself. No, what am I saying? You, you're you listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so uh, tell me about uh, living in England now that you've finally gotten reasonably settled. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're... After your whole uh, disaster in finding a place to live and getting every your uh your life together hot damn yeah um man where do you want do you want me to tell that whole story like summarize it okay so um, the reason we haven't recorded anything for a month is it's it's kind of nuts so lauren came here uh well she's here for school i i know i've said in, in previous episodes but uh she came here three weeks two weeks before pepper and i did um pepper and i uh because the uk is weird about dogs he and i had to fly into paris and then we got a taxi from paris to folkestone which is on the english side of the the euro tunnel the channel uh as really only americans say um and yeah no one here says channel everyone says euro tunnel um so uh, we got a, a bus from Folkestone to Ashford, a train from Ashford to London, and then a different train from London to Durham, which is where we are now. Um, so it what was like mess. 36 hours of travel for starters. 
But the reason that Lauren came early was because of all the laws here for tenancy, really the only way that you can get a place to live is if you have a, a guarantor, essentially like a, like a co-signer, somebody you can pay your rent for you just in case you fuck off. Um, and because I haven't lived in the UK before, I don't have that. But because she's a student, the school can kind of do that for her. So she was the one here that could actually get like a lease and, uh, you know, a place to live for us. So she found a place, uh, and that's the place we're living in now, and it's great. Uh, and uh, the issue was was that everything here, like utilities, uh, you know, phone service, internet, works on just direct deposit. Like you can't, uh, or direct debit. You can't pay for stuff like. You don't log into a website somewhere and put in like a new credit card. Like they need your bank info. And the banks here, obviously, are different than what we had in America. Like it's a different post or it's a different uh, account number, sort code. Like the whole format is different. So huh. she had to get a UK bank. Problem with that is, is in order to get a UK bank, you need a UK address. So And you can't get the address without first without having the, the bank. bank to pay for right. it. So luckily the school mess. had kind of a loophole that helped her get a bank account set up, but they needed to mail her the stuff that she needed for getting it fully set up to so essentially she ended up giving the bank account uh, the the bank address or she gave the bank an address that we didn't yet have and gave the the uh the management company here I think some bank info that she didn't quite have and in order to make everything work, what we ended up doing was we had to pay uh, our deposit, uh, a, like a pet deposit as well, which wasn't much. Um, but then because we didn't have like a real guarantor, we had ended up having to pay, this is fairly common here, three months rent in advance. Oof. Um, because that's like, there's something about, you know, if, if they needed to kick us out, they would need to give us like three months mm -hmm. uh, or I don't know, something like that. But anyway, um, but because we didn't have fully functioning bank accounts, and I still don't, I might add, um, uh, we had to pay it in cash was the only way we could do it. Uh, and we've been staying in a hotel by the time we got to that point. Uh, I'd been in Durham for a week, I think, like almost a week, and we've been staying in a hotel and like continually extending our stay. Uh, the hotel was wonderful by the way uh if you need a good hotel and you're in the durham area the honest lawyer uh i cannot recommend it enough they are fantastic the honest and lawyer the honest lawyer uh, they it. do they do exist uh and uh they're dog friendly which is great but so what we ended up doing this was crazy because uh lauren and i had the same bank in the states um but we have two different withdrawal limits i guess so we went to like an HSBC bank here and started to withdraw cash, knowing that we'd have to do it in probably like a couple of days because we each had like daily withdrawal limits. Mm -hmm. Mine was a bit higher because I'd been a customer with them for longer, but hers wasn't. So we could get like a quarter of the amount of cash per day. And finally, we got to the Friday of that week and we're like, okay, we have to like, we have to do this now. We can't keep extending our stay. So what we ended up doing was I didn't have actually enough money in my account anymore to keep withdrawing to like withdraw the amount that we needed. So Lauren 
ended up, and this is the only way we could figure out doing it, Venmoing me the amount of money that we needed to put the the money in my account so that I, I could withdraw it and that we could go and sign our lease. <laughs> This is like in a movie when there's some conspiracy theorists with a bunch of things tacked up on like a bulletin board with red lines, like it was all so connecting weird. them. Yeah, it felt like that too. Like we, and this whole time too, I was trying to figure out how to do a cash uh, advance with my credit card because I figured like of all things that would work, but it fell into kind of the same thing of like, oh no, you need like a proof of address and, and all these things. And, and it just, uh uh, it was so many like weird red tape things that it came down to fucking Venmo saving our lives. And we're there, we're like in the town square in Durham and we're like, wait, would this work? That can't, no, that wouldn't. Oh shit. Oh, it did. Oh fuck. Uh, and, and now we have a place to live and it's wonderful. Um, and we have Hooray. Wi-Fi now, which is great. Um, we were supposed to have Wi-Fi on Halloween, uh, but yeah. then, uh, our, because of the way the, the internet here works, it uses the actual physical phone line for broadband because everything here was built in like the sixties in my area. Mm. So they had to send an engineer out to commandeer a phone line, uh, and, and, you know, shove broadband through it. Uh, so my original appointment time on Halloween came and went and I, you know, hit them up and uh, on, uh, the chat thing just on my phone using what little bit of data I had left. And I was like, Hey, what gives? And they go, Oh yeah, sorry. We didn't actually assign any engineers to, uh, your appointment because there are, and this is the only answer I've gotten quote unquote additional tasks. <laughs> Don't know what fucking additional tasks are. Um, and I was like, okay, well how long are the additional tasks going to take? And they're like, well, those should be done by the fifth. And I'm like, okay, cool. So a week, uh, will I have somebody once that's done? They go, well, we'll call you on the sixth and we'll schedule a new appointment then. I'm like, that doesn't, that's not fucking great. So, uh, yeah. So finally on like the 14th, somebody came by and they were here for like four hours because they had to install a brand fucking new phone line because the only available one, cause you can only use so many phone lines broke. So how old is this building where they have to come and install internet? I mean, like I mean, physically the guy, install it. The guy said like everything here was kind of built in the sixties. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was just kind of, you know, from, from then. Uh huh. And no one since the sixties has ever needed internet. Apparently. Uh, yeah, apparently, I don't know. Uh, from the little bits and pieces that we got, like I think the last tenants just kind of trashed this place. So they redid a lot of this stuff in here. Uh, and it's nice now. Like it's, you know, it's good. We've got new appliances, new paint. Um, all right. Yeah. We've got, we've got, we've got a, a guest bedroom, Jimmy. We, we bought an Ikea mattress for people like you to come and visit. Hey, all right. So get your I'll ass. I'll put that here. on my to-do list. There we go. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, living here has actually been very, very nice. Um, it's, it's funny. You, you know, you, you think like, oh, like they speak English too. Like that's where the word English comes from. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is a language barrier. Uh, there's, there's a weird, weird things. Uh, and I, I apologize to all our, our UK listeners. I'm gonna offend you. I know that I will. I am a, a, a bad, uh, I don't even know what to call myself. I I'm a bad expat, I guess. Um, but it's things like, you know, you, you go to, you go to a shop or something and, the person there is like, hey, you all right? 
And I'm like, yes, 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 I'm fine. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Do I look, (laughs) do do I look unwell? Uh, And it's, it's just like their version of like, how's it going? No real answer is necessary. Uh Um, uh, They don't have grilled cheese here. They have grilled toasties. They have, or they, pardon me. They have cheese toasties. Cheese toasties. It's the same, same goddamn thing. Um, They have far too many coins. Um, they're yeah, whoever needs coins anyway. I well, no, and that's the thing. So the other day, I because I, I just kept getting coins back as like change, right? Uh huh. And the other day, I realized I had like a fistful of change, right? Just a fistful of coins, a fistful of quarters. Well, okay, so think to yourself, a, a fistful of pounds. <laughs> so think, well, so think to yourself, right? Like a fistful of American quarters, right? Like how mm. much money would that be thereabouts? I don't know. I have an entire bowl of quarters right here left over from when I lived in Sherwood and needed to uh, go to the laundromat every day. So oh, let's man. see how much. That was, a, that was a good time. <laughs> Let me get a fistful of quarters. Oh, Jesus. That is surprisingly heavy. Work. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, fistful of quarters, just like guesstimate. God, probably a good couple of bucks. At uh, least. Like, like what? Like like maybe, maybe $4 at most? Between Five? four and seven. Yeah. Okay. So we'll say $7 at most. That right there, if you picture that weight, would be like easily. Mm, I'm trying. I'm trying to picture the weight just from seeing it there in, in your hand. Uh, you'll have to take a picture of that for the snap for the uh, the Instagram. I think if you have okay. your phone handy, that amount would be like maybe twenty pounds. Like if we're if we're being like. If it was all one pound coins, or well, no, if it was all two pound coins, which are uh, maybe two quarters put together, uh, it would be like thirty bucks right there. Hold on, I'm gonna drop all these back in thirty my quid. Pardon me. Bowl, and it's going to be absolutely terrible audio. Oh god! Oh god! You know, on my end, that was actually kind of nice. Oh, it was like a like a good little ASMR hit. Um, but yeah, they, they're obsessed with coins here and I'm, I don't, I don't know what to do about it. Uh, it's, it's kind of throws me up. Enormous yeah, I, change jar. Well, that's the thing is you can't really, because then that's just money that's sitting around and it's like an actual amount of money and not like, oh, not there's just bits and pieces here. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's completely opposite to my experience in Australia because, I was there for a week and a couple of days, and I did not need to use cash even once. That's fantastic. That's I how never it needed be. money or coins. Everything was uh, contactless. I just pulled out my phone and used Apple Pay for literally everything. God. It just worked. That's how it enough things shops. are here. It worked for the train. It worked for just coffee and food. It worked for uh, renting my suit for the wedding. Everything was just boop. On, okay, on that note, this is this is a sign, this contactless thing, that America needs to fucking up its game. It does. Because I have had enough time. I, I, I've spent too much time waiting for Starbucks employees to figure out the Apple Pay feature. Uh, the buses here accept contactless. Oh, that's uh, nice. Which is fantastic. They also have an app. You can buy your tickets, you know, like mm-hmm. we have in Portland. Um, but the buses all have Wi-Fi on what? the bus for free. I mean, you paid your ticket. Damn. And charging ports at every seat. No. What? Yes. Yes. I'm so jealous. It's insane. 
Um, so do the trains. The trains all do that too. It's nuts. So wow, I'm America. Step it up. Our public transit is just trash compared to that. Also, yeah. shout out to Melbourne's tram lines. Uh, I was on a tram line near the end of the day, and there was a tram literally every minute. Wow. Literally every 60 seconds, another one would come down the line. Granted, it was a very busy line, but you would just wait, and there would be one that pulled up, and it was just absolutely stuffed with people. Like, it reminded me of those pictures you see from, like, India or somewhere, where there's people just, like, jammed in the train and, like, hanging off it. And be like, oh, "Oh, this one's too full. And it would go on, and then you would wait for the next one. And maybe there'd be a spot in that one. But they just came so often that you didn't have to wait too long. That's amazing. See, that's, okay, yeah, I like that. Australia wins. (laughs) Ding, ding. Australia wins. Um, uh, But, yeah, I could, I mean, I could talk about living in England for forever. I, I feel like it's a... Somebody, I forget who, but somebody described this really well uh, in a podcast I was listening to the other day. But coming to a place like this, you see enough of, and it's probably the same for you in Australia, like you see enough of the things that you're familiar with, like, oh, that's a road sign, or that's a traffic light, or this is a coffee shop. But the small, like, seemingly insignificant things just get flip-flopped around and you're like, oh, fuck, where am I actually? What upside-down uh-huh. world is this? Uh, and, and it kind of like, every everything kind of catches me off guard now. So, um, yeah, I could talk about it for forever. But that's not what this podcast is about. No, but I do want to mention real quick, the road signs in Australia are just so polite. Like here in America, you see you're like on a mountain road or something and it's like, slow vehicles, pull over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, in Australia, there was like pictures of like a motorcyclist behind a car on the road signs, and it says, "Consider vehicles following. Just, <laughs> just consider them. Just consider them. Please consider vehicles following. Just think about them. Have you have you, have you thought about them? Have you thought huh? about maybe being polite and pulling over? Just consider. How's their day going? <laughs> That's fantastic. Anyway, that cracked me up. But this is a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast, not the Australian Road Signs podcast. Presumably, presumably. That's my side project. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck, we should do that. That would be so good. A public transit <laughs> podcast? God damn, that's what the world needs. A public transit podcast from two people who are wholly unqualified to talk about public transit. We use well, it. We use yeah. it, but we know very little about how it works. Anyway, let's get to um, the actual show now that we've been recording for a full half hour. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, let's just real quick hit our recommendations. Uh, every episode, we recommend something that you can do with your 20 minutes other than watching an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Because we value your time even if you don't. Um, Jimmy, just real quick, what is your recommendation? Uh, my recommendation is to play the video game Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright, which is absolutely insane and I could talk about it a lot, but we're going to make this quick. It's basically, uh, imagine someone gave a shit ton of money to a fan fiction writer and told them to go ahead and make an actual video game about it. And they did. Can I just summarize the ridiculous story that this is about? Uh, yeah, you have, you have one minute. Go. Okay. Phoenix Wright, uh, who is from like 2019 at least, uh, flies to apparently 1950s England where Professor Layton is 
and they both get sucked into this magical book where magic is real, and they have to uh, figure out how magic works in this world so they can defend people from being tried as witches and burned alive. That was almost exactly one minute. That's very impressive. Um, that sounds absolutely batshit insane. I've seen some of your your screenshots. You, I think you've texted me a couple, but there's at least one on Twitter that I saw recently where like everyone's strangely thirsty. Yes. Um, so yeah, it looks phenomenal. Um, go go do. It. Is that on 3ds? What is? Yeah, what's that? It's okay. on uh, 3ds. Um, I don't know if it's on any other systems. Probably not. Probably not. I know there was a Phoenix Wright release for iOS. Um, yes. The actual Phoenix Wright series is incredibly good, and they just had a full trilogy release on iOS, and I think it's um, on 3DS. And It, it is on 3DS. May, I have it on 3DS. It may be coming to Switch, but it's also on, like, it, I think it's on Android, too. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, my recommendation is another video game. Uh, I just started playing Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Uh, and it is fucking wonderful. Um, I have only played just a little bit, but it, it makes me happy in all the ways that playing Pokemon for the first time made me happy. So um, it looks adorable. It is. It is. I have a couple like quality issues. I think the running animation bugs me, but that's really the only thing that's bugged me. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely worth picking up. Definitely worth the money, uh, especially if you've never played a Pokemon game before. Like. If, if you've heard of Pokemon games and have always wondered like what the hype is about, this game absolutely is about giving you that feeling of like, oh, this is what the hype is about. Um, my honorary mention is go watch the Detective Pikachu trailer. That's all I'll say. <laughs> go fucking watch it if you haven't I'm already. I'm so excited um, for that insane I'm, movie. I'm realizing as I'm saying this, Jimmy, because we're recording... On a Monday, my time, we have a bonus episode coming out today that we're going to record after this episode. And then this episode is actually going to be released on the 26th. So if you have not already seen the, the Detective Pikachu trailer, reconsider your life choices, friend. Like, you should have it's seen bonkers. it. It's, it's bonkers. It's bonkers. It's been out for like three weeks by the time this episode comes out. Holy shit. Holy shit. Uh, I'm going to take a drink of water. Uh, stall for me real quick. One thing about Detective Pikachu is uh, you can apparently assign one of your Pokemon to, like, ride around on. And if you ride around on Kangaskhan, you will ride around on its shoulders. And then your Pikachu, your Eevee, will ride in its pouch. Yep. Which is the most cute, adorable thing I've ever seen in a Pokemon game. By the time... Oh, my God. I also, I love that we're we're doing a video call and you're holding your phone up to the camera <laughs> to show me a, a fucking screenshot. Um, because this episode is coming out a week later, uh, by the time this episode comes out, hopefully I will have done this in my own game. So go look at my Twitter, uh, Tyler, D-O-T, games, Tyler.games, all spelled out, uh, because I've been posting screenshots already of some of the weirder things, uh, such as, no, never mind, just go look. Uh, we, we seriously have to get moving on with this show because it's been yes. 38 minutes and I am dying. It's time to discuss the episode. This week, we are talking about season one uh, episode... What fucking episode is this? Episode 30? 30, Dual Identities Part 
two. Finally, we're getting to the second half of Dual Identities. Um, due to a miscommunication, because we're recording a bonus episode today, Jimmy did not watch today's episode. <laughs> um, so here's... I was about to do it. Uh huh. Sure, you were. Uh, okay. All right. So... Let's pause this shit so I can actually watch the episode. We'll yeah. get right back to you. Okay. Um, wait. Are you gonna watch it? No, we're, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about it. I'm not letting you off the hook. We're gonna talk about it right now. Turn on subtitles. What you want me to watch the episode just straight up right now? Yeah, we're gonna like we're, live. I have notes. We're gonna talk about it right fucking now, buddy. I'm gonna. Okay, I have it pulled up. Tell me when you hit All right, play. Let me pull up the freaking like episode. I won't be able to l- hear you and listen to the episode. No, that's why I said turn time. on subtitles. All right. Jesus, how do I navigate this freaking? Oh, this is the game, the uh, website for the card game. Uh, gameplay? No, not events. Um, where's the show? Here we go. Jimmy is going to Yu-Gi-Oh.com. Slash episodes. Slash episodes. And I do not want to watch Zexel. Zexel looks pretty good, though. Um, Oh, while Jimmy's pulling this up, big shout outs to uh, everyone who emailed us uh, while we were gone. I am a big, big dummy and did not check the email during this whole fiasco. Um, So, uh, Garrett, thank you. Uh, Thomas, thank you so, so much. Um, Thomas, uh, so, uh, Garrett, uh, friend of the show, Garrett and friend of the show, Thomas, uh, both sent us fan fiction. Garrett's should be in the episode that our listeners will have heard last week. Uh, Thomas, we're going to record yours separately for an upcoming bonus episode, um, which is, you're going to be the way that we fold the time. Thank you. And I'm sorry. Uh, and then, uh, King Boomy sent us an email, uh, on the first King Boomy, uh, your fan from Asia was how they signed the email. So our one fan from Asia, King Boomy, hey, all right. uh, sent us a very, very kind email. Thank you so much. Uh, they've been binging the podcast over the last few days, uh, like two weeks ago <laughs> over the last few days, two weeks ago, and they really like it. So, um, they, they, they were saying, just wanted to say, I can't wait till you guys get to Yu-Gi-Oh GX, which might be a, quite a while yet. Yeah, it's going to be a bit, bud. Uh, because in my opinion, they say, it's the best version of Yu-Gi-Oh and solves some of the problems you have, you have with the original series. Mm. It's just as dumb and maybe even wackier, but it doesn't take itself too seriously, at least in the first couple of seasons. And the rules are finally set before the series starts. So it's more coherent right from the start. Also, so the they're not song just is genuinely fun. Making up bullshit. exactly as we are going to fucking see in this episode king boomy thank you so much jimmy are you ready i'm ready i've got subtitles on i'm seeing the recap of the last episode yeah think okay that's that was my first note thank god for recaps like they don't recap every episode but it was genuinely necessary here um because i forgot what was happening (laughs) um okay so oh wait now i'm seeing an ad for pizza hut this is not Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> no, no, that no, no, that's that's the episode. Yeah, yeah. Yugi. So this episode starts with Yugi at a Pizza Hut. Uh, Yugi gets Yugi the, and friends uh, are at Pizza Hut. Yugi gets and the now they're out ready. No, that's that's uh, Little Caesars. Now they're out out buying Sephora <laughs> gifts for all. Um, pizza places here are weird. Uh, in well, l- let me let me backtrack. Mexican food here is weird because, oh, as I'm you sure. can imagine, there's not much. Uh, there are two Mexican places here that I found, and they uh, are both Mexican, Mediterranean, Italian places. What? So you can, yes. 
one of which is a takeout place where you can get a burrito or a hamburger or a pizza. That sounds not ideal. Not ideal. So at the also, end of this I don't recap, think you can hear it, but uh, one of the cats is directly outside my bedroom door just yelling at me just oh. again and again and again. Oh, no. Shut up. Okay, he stopped. So at the end of this recap, uh, we, we, we see the battle between Mai and Yugi uh, as it's been building up. And, and I'm, I'm hopefully stalling to a point where Jimmy can catch up to, to what I'm talking about. But we see the, uh, the Harpies Lady's dragon uh, attack. Uh, yeah, her whatever dragon the, buddy. Whatever the hell Yugi has on the field. And Yugi has this sort of existential crisis of like, I need to keep my you know big Yugi in check uh, or <laughs> everyone dies. Uh, and then the theme song plays. That's what he says when he's going through puberty. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of what this is a metaphor for, I think. Is it? Like, if is we're being honest, he so he's keeping this like inner voice contained. Uh, and, oh, God, I'm not proud of what I'm about to say, but it has to come out. A mature older woman encourages him to let it out. And he realizes that... Uh, the the wisdom brought to him by the the inner voice and the the life experience that it grants him uh, ultimately uh, helps his deck get big. You are a criminal for making me listen to that with my own ears. <laughs> I'm going to the bad place. Um, there's a there's a special hell for people like me. Uh, okay, so all right, uh, I'm all the way through the uh, the intro. Okay, perfect. Me too. So uh, Joey is like, oh, he's she's really got him on the ropes, and Taya's like, oh my god, what's what's Yugi gonna do? Uh, and Yugi is remi- reminding us that Mai played the Shadow of Eyes card, which prevents him from playing cards in defense mode. Uh, as soon as he plays a card, it has to go into attack mode. Pegasus is seeing all of this, and he's like, oh, poor, oh, pardon me, he, <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> it's been a bit, <clears throat> Yugi boy, oh, Yugi boy seems to be having some conflict, hmm, uh, I, I can't do it with my throat, I apologize, but, uh, so Pegasus even points out, like, hey, he's, he's going through some stuff, like, he must be trying to, like, fight the, the power, right, fight the power, mm-hmm. but in a bad way, uh, and, Joey uh, and Taya are trying to figure out what's going on, and Taya's like, "My is the real problem. She's been playing flawlessly. Uh, she, the real she, problem is that my opponent is too good. Yeah, she can't even compliment Mai. It's it's really like tough for her. But then Mai says, like, no, really, what's going on is Joey. Or no, no, Joey. <laughs> this is okay. I need to go back to my notes. I'm looking at the episode. I'm going back to my notes now. Joey says, uh, could it be? That I, it was sheer luck that I beat her before? <laughs> to which the answer was yes, absolutely. Well, yeah. Uh, but Mai says actually that facing her own fears and, and weaknesses and like, you know, ways that she was compensating for things with her like tricks and smell wizardry or whatever uh, was, was, it was just something that she was using to kind of like not have to face what she was going through. So dueling Joey prompted her to actually face her fears uh, and her weaknesses, like a grown-up, because she is, unlike everyone else here, a grown-up. <laughs> Actual grown-up woman. So she says, actually, Joey, it was, it was, you know, you beating me that really taught me to face my fears. And, like, that's 
why I'm I'm playing this way. Uh, and, and not she... use just a bunch of bullshit tricks to get ahead. Right, exactly. Uh, and then she confronts Yugi and is like, hey, Yugi, you need to do the same thing. You need to grow the fuck up and like confront your fears and, you know, be an adult. Yeah. Even though you're like 12. Uh, okay, so tell me where you're at right now. Uh, it's a flashback to uh, Yugi's battle with Kaiba and how he's like fighting the 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 pharaoh inside him and he's like on his knees crying because the pharaoh is like yeah i'll win this duel even if kaiba like jumps off this freaking cliff right he's like no i can't do that even though it's not my fault at all that's kaiba's dumb idiot bullshit yeah kaiba once again became the worst in that episode uh i think we'll all remember uh but yeah and then he he has this like sudden turnaround where he's like ma you're right I was holding back, but I'll give it my all I literally all just got to that moment. Yo, no. It's like, we're, we're synced up. We're synced miserably... up. I don't know how this happened. This is the heart of the cards right here. Uh, so uh, Big Yugi comes out to play. Uh, Mai is like, well, you're kind of fucking behind already. Like he's at 300 life points and she hasn't lost any. Uh, but then Big Yugi takes over and he draws brain control. <laughs> Magic brain control describe, card. Describe brain control for me as it comes up on your screen. It's a giant floating like psychic brain. And yep. it's doing that like, like real shitty like Photoshop ripple effect around it. And it's uh, doing exactly what you might think and mind controlly Harpy's pet dragon. Ah, but wait. To... Well, this is thrilling audio, isn't it? <laughs> so he mind controls the, the Harpy's pet dragon. Uh, and then Mai is like, well, even under mind control, Harpy's pet dragon won't attack Harpy Lady because she's his master and he would never do that even under mind control. And Yugi's like, yeah, no, I, I knew that. Sure. Uh, anyway, here's a catapult. Uh, and he plays catapult turgle in attack mode. Oh, uh, well, I can't see that yet because I just oh got an ad no. for CenturyLink oh. and it's desynced us. Oh, no. Thanks, okay, well, CenturyLink. pause. So uh, to set us up, so the other the other thing that Yugi's dealing with here is that... Oh, now Mai... he plays Catapult Turtle. Yeah. So the other thing that Yugi's been dealing with here is that Mai played Mirror Wall, which halves the attack of any of his attacking... Uh, I almost said Pokemon, but attacking monsters. Um so he's she's forcing him to attack and forcing that attack to be cut in half. So really nothing that he can do is at all worthwhile. So he plays the catapult turtle, loads the harpy's pet dragon onto the catapult turtle and launches it at the mirror wall. This and is Mai ridiculous. Goes, Mai goes, oh, that's right. Catapult turtles can break castles and walls. Obviously. Very specific. Uh, so the dragon shatters through the mirror wall and... Uh, and uh, Yugi reminds Mai, because it was your monster, he dies and you take half of his life or half of his attack points in damage to your life points. So then she, she gets, gets knocked down knocked all down. the way to 850. Right. So really le leveling the playing field here. Uh, the mirror wall is no longer there. Uh, Mai calls the, the, uh, the turtle uh, catapult a reptilian launch pad, which is one of my favorite things. <laughs> Uh, reptilian launchpad just makes me want to do like an AU um, DuckTales with Launchpad McQuack. Except they're all like lizards. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Reptilian launchpad. Um, so 
okay. Wh- what part are you at now? Because I- I'm worried it's that we're a little turn, and She's like looking at all her cards. Uh huh. Okay. And then and she's, she's looking trying to at... decide to attack or not to attack. Because Yugi played a face down card as well. Yeah. And they make eye contact, and he gives her like the sexy eyes. And yeah, he's like smirking at her. And she's like really put off by this, which I think is appropriate. Like she's really unsettled by this, which makes me wonder like the difference in aura between Big Yugi and Little Yugi. Because I think if, if Little Yugi tried doing that, it would be like, what the fuck is this kid staring at? You know, <laughs> Big Yugi. Yeah, is like, oh. get out of here, you little perv. Uh, it's it's like really it's ugh, some like Edward Cullen vibes. Um. So she decides not Speaking to Speaking of Edward Cullen vibes, a whole bunch of uh, harpies just came out. Right. So she decides and not to attack. And they're all posing dramatically. The harpy poses are phenomenal in this episode. She plays Elegant, elegant Egotist, which uh, powers up all three of her harpies ladies. And then he's like, oh, it's too bad. You should have attacked me. It was a bluff. It, it wasn't my, a trap card. Yeah, it wasn't a trap card. Um, cause that's what she thought the face down card was and why she didn't attack. But it turned out that it was a card that let him discard all of his cards and draw a new hand. Or I, I think it even lets him shuffle his discard pile into the deck. Um, and his, uh, creatures that he had currently out. Right, right. Uh, so he draws a whole new hand of five cards. Uh, and then he's like, oh, that sucks. I can't do anything with these cause it's a hand of useless cards. Uh, it's yeah. like Karibo and something else. Uh, so Mai explains, well, now you're fucked because you clearly don't have anything good. And each of my harpies ladies has like 2,500 attack points. So good luck. Yeah. And all the harpies are like doing these anime poses, like behind her as she's talking. It's pretty great. It's, it's legit. It's really good. Um, and, uh, Yugi's like, well, okay, I'll, I'll play a card in defense mode. And Mai goes, Oh, nope. Sorry, you can't play a card in defense mode. Remember, Shadow of Eyes is still up. It has to be an attack mode. Uh, and Yuki goes, are you at this part yet? Yes. What? Is... <laughs> I can't even say it. Shadow so of Eyes may lure men into battle, but it doesn't work on female monsters? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Mai's like, oh no, I forgot that. What? What? Shadow of Eyes only works on male monsters, it turns out. So he played Mystical Elf, which is unaffected. Because Mystical Elf is a lady. So uh, Mai then uses uh, Reborn the Monster to bring the dragon back. Uh, The three harpies do a, like, Triforce triangle attack and send an X-shaped laser beam at the Mystical Elf. Oh, I'm uh, seeing this. Let, no, it's literally like the letter X, just like a giant, like extruded font letter X that just like hits yeah, his elf right in the face. They shoot Microsoft Word Art at Yugi. <laughs> it is Word Art. Oh my god. Um, it's really bad. It's really bad. Um, and then because the the dragon was just resummoned, it can't attack. So Mai goes, "Well, hey, your next turn, you're fucked, man." Uh, and then well, Yugi... now I'm getting CenturyLink ads again. So CenturyLink, um, please stand by. I need to just give you my my Netflix login. I think is the answer to this. 
Well, Not now, obviously. We're recording. Netflix. Yeah. You have your own Netflix and you chose to watch this on Yu-Gi-Oh.com. Yu-Gi-Oh.com, I love you, but using Hulu was a bad choice. It's trash. Yeah. But no, uh, I got signed out of my Netflix account when I uh, got a new phone, and I can't remember the password because it's my dad's password <laughs> to Netflix. Oh, boy. So I'm going to have to ask him about it when I fly home for Thanksgiving. I it's so wonderful that you have parents who can remember passwords because like my mom can't they remember. don't though they have it on sticky notes oh, I think okay. my dad that, has that an helps. excel sheet with like all his passwords written in it my I shouldn't like be a saying stack this. of post-it notes it's the worst um mom, okay if, now if you're listening stop listening <laughs> uh also I love you we're mom. back to Hi. the episode uh okay so um all right swords so, of revealing light is played on all the harpies. Oh, wait. So you might have gotten skipped forward a little bit because there's this whole bit where Yugi, Big Yugi, has this like existential crisis where he's looking at the deck and he's like, okay, I have to draw a card, but so much is riding on this, like people's actual lives. And he goes like, Grandpa's relying on me. Like Seto Kaiba's relying on me. Mokuba's relying on me. Um, Joey and his sister, like what if I don't win this? What if Joey doesn't win his? Uh, and he, he's like, Hey, you know, like two, I, I can't be, what gives me the right to gamble with like people's lives like this? What does give him the right to gamble with people's lives? It's a card game. Exactly. Exactly. And then little Yugi, uh, is like, well, Hey, you know, we're all in this together. Like your friends are here. Uh, my friends are here. <laughs> what am I saying? Yeah. Uh, you don't have any friends. Farrell. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, uh, you know, together we'll make this right. And he goes, ah, you're right. Okay. I was foolish. Uh, let me, let me just draw this card and play this children's card game. Uh, and there's a lot of really abrupt, like character decisions in this episode so far. Really just on Yugi's part. Yeah. Just on Yugi's part. And it's, you're right. It's very right. I have been just stupid, sad for like four episodes. I guess I won't be now. Yeah, I will choose to not be sad anymore. That's how that works. Um, and uh, he draws Swords of Revealing Light. Yep. And plays it. And that holds all of my monsters at bay for three turns, uh, as Joey d- explains to the audience again. Um, and and Mai's like, well, all right, if that's really how you want to play this, like surrendering would be easier, but sure, I can wait, whatever. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> Then Yugi says the worst line in the entire show, and this is in my notes. The worst line in the entire show is she goes, uh, if, if you uh, you know want to go out in a blaze of, of glory, that's fine. And Yugi goes, no, my, I intend to go out in a gl- uh, blaze of victory. <laughs> that's not Which what is, that phrase that, means. That's not how you do a comeback, Yugi. That's not how comebacks work. Uh, so he plays Karibo in his blaze of victory. And Mai's like, oh no, it's the attack of the giant three-toed hairball. Like, is it going to attack me? Great, cool. And she's Who like knows? laughing at it. Uh, okay, what what part are you at? Are you there? He's playing Karibo, yeah. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure I'm not too far ahead of you. No, it comes out and it's just a little puffball. Uh, and she's like making fun of it. Oh, I think it wants to attack my uh, dragon single-handedly. And she's like laughing at him and Yugi, there's like a half a second where Yugi is just like glaring at her. <laughs> How dare you disrespect Karibo? There's a great anime glare there. 
Uh, and he's like, well, you better not, better not disrespect Karibo. Karibo is the first step on my path to victory. Uh, and he, uh, draws another card and he's like, I still need one more. And he draws a card. Hold on. Like, let me go back 10 seconds. There was a weird yeah, yeah. line. Was it the one about that uh, hairball couldn't be an important step on the way to anything except maybe choking a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. That's how you do it. That's nice how you one, do it. My. Uh, Mai's writing in this episode is on, on, it might be my favorite thing. I haven't really She's decided some yet. Pretty it good be my favorite. It's really good this episode. Um, so he draws a card. He draws polymerization. He's like, well, this isn't the card I need. But then he plays Monster Reborn. Uh, and he brings back Gaia the Fierce Knight, who died last episode, I think. And I think you're there yes. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He is now playing uh, Monster Reborn. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And, and Mai says, uh, Mai says, uh, oh, uh, uh, Fierce Knight, Schmierce Knight, which is another great line. <laughs> uh, and she's like, well, I guess that's an improvement over Karibo, but that's like not really a threat. Like, what are you doing here? Mai's animations are great in this episode, too. Like, she's doing a lot of, like, like every time she's, like, mad at, about something, she has that, like, anime, like, glare eyeballs where her she's, like, glaring and her pupils get real small. I have a theory about that. So, you know, we've talked about the animators changing from episode to episode before. I think the animators this episode are the animators that really like Mai because she's drawn a little bit differently too. She Um, is. This is a weird thing to notice, but her like weird like bustier thing that she wears, her like weird corset thing is showing way more cleavage than usual. Uh, so I think whoever animated this just like has a big old crush on Mai and wants to make sure that she looks good in every shot, which like, I mean, she does like, to be fair, like, yeah, yeah. Like she fills that role. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, looking at like Mai's ups versus anyone else's close-ups, it's clear that somebody spent more time on them than anything else. <laughs> um, so anyway, so Yugi gets to, are you at the end of the, the, Swords are revealing yeah. light yet. So nothing much happens. Um, Yugi has another crisis of faith uh, where he's like, all right, it all comes down to this. I got to draw this card. All right, and everyone's like, this uh, wah, uh. and there's, it's been like a full minute and he's still reaching for the, the freaking deck trying to draw one more good card. Uh, describe this scene. He is in some like horribly, some like weird void and he's like reaching for a giant card that's like hovering in front of him. And now I'm getting ads again. Oh no. For Maryville so, university this time. So anyway. he has, so he has this like other existential crisis, right? Like a second little breakdown and he ends up in this weird shadow realm place with like giant card doors. Yeah, it looks like uh, if you've seen regular show, it looks like anytime there's something weird going on and they end up in this just like painterly void. I I haven't, but I feel like that that image also sounds familiar to me. So yeah, yeah we'll go with that. It's very weird. Um, and he's like, no, no, I like I can't do this. Like I can't. It's it's you know it's too dangerous for me to to draw this card. Um, and then, okay, so tell me when it gets out of the commercial. Okay, uh, it's back. It's too much writing on the draw of this next card. Uh-huh, He's reaching uh-huh. for the card and has a door handle. Uh-huh. 
it's too dangerous and he can't like oh god what use your words it's two yugis now and he, little yugi is next to uh big yugi and he puts his hand on top of his and like all the friends are there together like all of them are there at his side in this weird void and they're all like reaching forward for this door that's shaped like a giant Yu-Gi-Oh card. Sorry, dual monsters card. <laughs> yeah, come on. And so he finally grabs a handle and opens it up. And Pegasus gasps, such power. I've never felt such tremendous strength. <laughs> never? <laughs> oh my God. What the hell? The power of friendship. Pegasus. And, and Yugi draws. Uh, I don't know what this card is. A card. Oh, Black Luster Ritual that he's been talking about for a while. He has been talking about it, and now we finally get to the thing. So this whole time, the whole Swords of Revealing Light thing was a strategy, and Little Yugi didn't understand, but Big Yugi said, I'm going to try the Black Luster Ritual, which Yugi had never heard of. And that's important because... And it's like sacrificing all his creatures uh, into these weird pots uh-huh and Kribo dies and uh gaia whatever dies and it's combining them what's it going is. on here yep the Bringing black luster soldier the black luster soldier and this whole time uh we've been building up to this i think we had one line from my where uh oh no she says it right here she's like is that really the black luster soldier and pegasus before was like nobody's ever been able to pull that off uh, it's, it's, oh, it's, a, it's a myth. Uh, and then black luster soldier appears, swings its sword and rips Harpy's pet dragon in half. Uh, yeah. That's like it's... best animated, like monster death we've seen on this show. Usually it just has that real shitty Photoshop, like scatter effect. It's second. But now he like slices it in half and both sides of the dragon, like fall apart. And then it explodes. It's second only in my mind to uh, the Blue Eyes White Dragon melting in that one episode yeah. with Evil Kaiba. It's a really, really good win. Um, so then Mai is like, well, shit, I've lost everything. Like, I might as well give up. Uh, and Pegasus is even freaking out a little bit. He's like, oh, no, like, duel's this is, over. Duel's basically over. You know, he hasn't won yet. Mai still has life points. But um, she's like, yeah, nothing can defeat the ultimate warrior or whatever uh and she puts her hand over her deck and surrenders and yeah mokoba just says when a duelist puts mokoba? their hand over their bakura bakura sorry i always get their names confused. Uh, that's fine it doesn't matter when a duelist puts their hand over their deck that means they concede thanks bakura. i guess and so my leaves <laughs> yeah she uh, surrenders and walks away. And Yugi's like, you can't be serious. And then as she's walking away, uh, he's like, wait, Mai, there's something I need to say to you. Uh, and he essentially tells her, like, hey, you taught me a lot today. Like, I had to confront my own fears and my own weaknesses and become a better person and, and you know, listen to the the spirit inside of me that's a listen million to your years heart. old. And, yeah. Listen to the beat. Listen, listen to, to the, the rhythm. rhythm. The rhythm, the rhythm of, of the street. street. Um, <laughs> open up what your eyes. Wonderful... Uh, <laughs> So anyway, so Yugi is Arthur, uh, and uh, Taya is DW, and sure. Joey is Buster. Oh yeah, clearly. And tr- 
well, that would make Tristan brain, but that doesn't work. He, no, he's too dumb in this show yeah. to be brain. Who would Tristan be? Tristan would be Francine. Yeah, probably. Uh, anyway, now we're just uh, casting the Yu-Gi-Oh characters in Arthur, uh, the hit television show from our childhood. Um, but uh, anyway, that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode, right there. Is Yu-Gi's just like, "Hey, you taught me a lot." Okay, bye. And she's like, "Yeah, okay, bye. You taught me a lot too. I'll see you on the battlefield again sometime." And she leaves. I mean, she she leaves on a good note. She's like, "Yeah, this isn't like this isn't the end. I'm gonna keep dueling. Obviously, like I'll see this you is around." A good death. This is. Oh God! Yeah, kind of. Yeah, so there and Yugi is. wins, and Yugi he goes wins. on to the next round. Hooray! Uh, Jimmy, what was your best part of this episode that you just hmm. watched just now, live from the studio audience? Now that it's fresh in my memory, I'd say the best part was my herself. Uh, mm. I think she had all the best lines, uh, and um, she was pretty smart, and um, she dueled well. And she would have won if it wasn't for um, Pharaoh coming back and like Yugi accepting him. She was like this close to like beating Yugi. And I guess the only reason she didn't win was the heart of the cards. Well, and I, I don't think that she wanted to win that way. You know, like she could definitely yeah. tell that there was something wrong with Yugi and like was trying to help him through that. So. Yeah, I my this episode was really good for a lot of reasons. I mean, like like I said, I think the animation was purposely better for my. I, I think it maybe was, even the though. writing it was, was like purposely better for my like, last episode or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was like a, a series wrap on my. Not really. She'll be back this season, I'm pretty sure. But um, no, actually, she'll I know be she back will. again someday. Uh, yeah, no, it was really really good for her. Um, on a lot of fronts, I really agree. <sighs> Is that my best, though? What is your best? Is it also my? You know, I think when I first watched the episode, I would say so. Like, you know, for all the reasons that I just said. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like right now, man, I think, I think now my best is actually Joey in this episode. Really? Joey does. Joey doesn't have a lot of interaction in this episode, but the episode, the the interaction that he does have, I think, is really important because it shows a degree of self awareness. When he's like, "Oh, which is, is it uncommon a, for Joey?" It is, and I think it shows actual character growth in a way that's different than what we're seeing in Yugi, uh, because he's like, "Oh, is it a complete fluke that I won?" Like, you know, doubting himself for really the first time that we've seen this series. Like, he kind of <laughs> is known for this like unearned confidence. Uh, and then it's Mai who has to be like, no, 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 here's like what you're actually good at and what that taught me. And like, here's how you can learn from this too. Um, and he, he hears it and actually considers it, which I don't think Joey would have done at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Like he actually, he actually thinks about kind of what he's been learning. Um, doesn't do anything with it this episode, but next episode is pretty Joey centric from what I've been seeing. So maybe something will come of it. So yeah, so I'd say Joey's probably my best. Uh, what about your we'll worst? My first, what my worst? Your first, was, your worst. <laughs> my first, my first episode. Uh, oh, no, my worst was uh, Yugi's just completely abrupt uh, turn in this episode from being just completely despondent and like 
depressed and keeping the the pharaoh at bay to being like yeah sure whatever like he it's been central to him for just so many episodes and just like like that in the middle of this episode to being like oh yeah sure i'll trust the pharaoh okay let's go just it happened instantly there was yeah, no build up to it on a dime yeah it's ugh. i mean the reason he was resisting the pharaoh's influence was dumb to begin with yeah but uh seeing his um his confidence or whatever i guess just abruptly shift like that was unearned yeah it really felt like they were doing it just to move the story along like yeah i think a different show like i listened to a a, a, a dragon ball z uh recap podcast uh balling out it's really good um and uh you know seeing some of the the multi-part episodes that like dragon ball will do is really interesting because they'll take ages to do anything sometimes and i think that really could have been done here like Like, we could have spent the entire season on yugi grappling with the fact that this spirit inside of him can kill people right but it doesn't it takes like three episodes four episodes yeah and then just like i don't know if you could hear that that's me trying to snap with my right hand uh and uh and then okay everything's better it's all gonna work out now yeah we're all back to normal the gang's all, all here. here. How are um, you? <laughs> uh, yeah, that feels bad. What was your worst? My worst was the black luster ritual. Oh, yeah, that we've never heard before and is suddenly critically important. Well, and I didn't call it out while you were watching it in the episode, but so when Yugi plays the Swords of Revealing Light, he's like, I'm going to try a thing. And he doesn't say it. Uh, Yugi's like, well, what? what are you going to try? And he goes, well, no one's ever done it before, but in a few turns you'll see. <laughs> Which is pretty par for the chorus for Yu-Gi-Oh, I might add. Right. But still. Uh, I think he may say the words black luster ritual. I, I think don't... he mentions it at some point. Okay. So he, so he, maybe he tells little Yugi it's a black luster ritual and Yugi's like, no, no, he does. That's the, okay. This is the part that pisses me off. I had to go back to my notes. So he does say black luster ritual and Yugi's like, what's that? And big Yugi says, well, you'll see in a few turns. Hold, hold on young fellow. Uh, and he plays swords of revealing light. And he's like, okay, I have time now. I'm gonna draw these cards. I'm gonna play this card. Pegasus goes, ah, I see he's setting up for the black luster ritual. No one's ever done that before. Quite interesting. Hmm. Pegasus calls it out. He knows what it is, but of course, like all the way across the room, but it's fine. He invented the card game. That's allowed. Yugi's never heard of it. Big Yugi draws a card from presumably little Yugi's deck called Black Luster Ritual. From Yugi's deck. Yugi who has never heard of Black Luster Ritual. And yet he has it in his deck. And yet he has it in his deck. And then when he plays it, even Mai knows what the goddamn thing is. So everyone in the room knows what Black Luster Ritual is, except the 12-year-old that put that card in his deck. The same kid is supposed to be a genius at this game and could call out the, uh, the Toon World card that only one of exists in the world and isn't supposed to be a legal card. Okay, can we... Explain this to me, Jimmy. Explain. We have 
I think we both <laughs> mentioned it in the last episode, and we have it in our notes for this episode. Is Yugi actually incompetent at games? I Is he only good through the help of the Pharaoh? I mm. Because we saw that in the last episode that uh, left to his own devices, Yugi is just completely scattered. He he can't play dual monsters to save his life. And it's only that when the Pharaoh shows up that he's actually good at it. Has he just been messing around this whole time and it's actually the Pharaoh that's been doing everything in this in this show particularly? I think you're on to something. And here's what I think it is. So there's a there's that meme on Twitter, which I don't think is a good meme, and I, I think it, it sets up some bad precedents, but it's that one where it's like uh uh me hurt me, uh her or him or whoever, uh and saying something like very deep and true about like their personality. Oh and yeah. like me, wait, no, stop, and then they like continue. <laughs> Uh, this one was, uh, it was like hurt me and it was, uh, you aren't actually smart. You were just uh, a good a reader as a kid. So people put you in advanced classes and you were grown to think that you were like highly intelligent. And now that you're in the real world, you don't have any actual skills and like can't hack it in a place where you need to do actual work. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's what it was for Yugi. Yugi is clearly very good at puzzles. He solves a puzzle that supposedly no one's been able to solve in like 500 years. Personally, I don't think anyone tried in that time, but yeah. still, he's good at puzzles. Waiting for that Yu-Gi-Oh! Professor Layton crossover. Which would be bananas, and I'm definitely going to buy it. Uh, but he, he, he solved a puzzle and then happened to know about Dual Monsters. He was like aware of it. He played it a few. T- he taught Joey how to play it. Yeah. And then the spirit in the Millennium Puzzle is one hundred percent what what the the whole thing is. I'm talking with my hands, and I know that doesn't do our audience any good, but that's he cannot win at Yu-Gi-Oh at Duel Monsters without the Millennium Puzzle. At least, yeah. at least on this level. Yeah, like normal Yugi is just like messing around with this game kind of casually for fun. And he's played it a few times. And then like he's possessed by this spirit that is like a card game grandmaster. Right. It's like how and that's I'm going why to he's be so good. Right. It's like how I'm going to be with the new Super Smash Brothers when that comes out. I will probably be good within maybe my immediate group of friends. Like you and I will find a play a way to play online and we may be evenly matched and we'll we'll probably beat a lot of our friends. But if we went to a tournament, we would get obliterated. Our asses handed to us. Unless we, can't we had they'll cancel and like get frame by frame like precise moves against each other's or whatever or wave dash or whatever the hell the uh right. these our, super Smash Brothers skills are. Our only hope would be to be possessed by the spirit of a ancient Super Smash Brothers <laughs> master, right? Oh, don't you know that Mario and Luigi and Mewtwo are all based on ancient, real Japanese monsters? Like, that would be the only way we could win, is if that were the case. So, yeah. I, that would I, actually be awesome. I think you're absolutely right. I think, I think Yugi is a child 
so you know incompetent in ways that are not his fault uh and yeah this is really the only way he can be good at cards because he didn't even know what was in his own goddamn deck yeah it's the worst that collectively i think is the worst i think going forward we should look at how competent yugi is compared to like what the pharaoh is actually doing (laughs) yugi's competence meter yeah (laughs) zero pharaoh's competence meter a (laughs) hundred percent do you think it's just going to be that every episode probably okay we'll make that a recurring I'm gonna be looking bit for it now yeah we'll put, we'll put that in the notes we'll make that a recurring bit um i had some other things in here my calling yugi kiddo at the end of the episode feels weird like i think Does that it? was even well I, I just the way that she says it i think even more solidifies like i'm an adult you are a child i yeah. really have no reason to be talking to you like a peer um yeah that that felt weird i think i got everything else out though uh i have in all caps here lol shadow of eyes only works on men what yeah that, that <laughs> i see you highlighting mention, that. i think um i do yeah. remember vaguely that at some point in the in history i there was a mention of that in one of the older episodes that makes no goddamn sense to me i don't that's, know that's uh that's such a because like Okay, so, you know, like, A, and this was really not in the vernacular at the time this show came out, but, like, a non-binary monster, right? Or, like, okay, so, for example, like, what if a robot monster was played? Yeah. Who's to say what gender that robot would be, like, would assign themselves? Or, like, a clay golem that doesn't have any gender. Right. Would would you then just assign a gender to it and be like, well, no, 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 that... That golem's definitely a man. Look at its look at its clay penis. <laughs> I want all my Yu-Gi-Oh cards to have dicks or vaginas. And it's very important. That's where we end the episode. Um, <laughs> bye, everybody. Uh, no, all right. So, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about with this episode? No, let's end this goddamn thing. Okay. It's been an so hour next and week, half. next week we're going to talk about episode thirty-one, which is Keith's Machinations Part One. Jimmy, we're in for another dual heavy multi-parter. Are you so excited? Oh, I'm so excited. Um, Thank you everyone for, uh, for putting up with us uh, while we were away and our very sad episode last episode. I hope that wasn't too unbearable, Uh, but we're, we're back for real now. Um, If you, uh, Oh wait, what am I doing? I've completely forgotten how to do this. Jimmy, do you know what time it is now? It's time to uh, 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 end the episode. It's time to uh, 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 end the episode. Jimmy, as we do every episode, we end the episode with a random card of the week. Would you like to know what this week's random card is? Lay it on me. This week's card, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, is, I'm going to say it the way I said it first, Crocodilus. It may also be Crocodilus. (laughs) K-R-O- K-O-D-I-L-U-S. Crocodilus. Crocodilus. It's a a four-star, 1,100 attack, 1,200 defense, uh, reptile slash normal monster, and it has maybe my favorite description of all time. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. A vicious crocodile with great intelligence. (laughs) That's it. That's the whole thing. Uh, What does Crocodilus look like, Jimmy? 
Well, um, Crocodilus looks exactly how you would expect a creature called Crocodilus to look. Does it look like King K. Rule? Oh, shit, it does. I just yes. looked it up. Okay, I was about to drop it in the chat, but yeah, it looks like uh, Killer Croc from uh, from um, Batman. Yep, he's he's green, he's got big old teeth, he's got yellow eyes. I mean, what more could you want? It's Crocodilus. You already crocodilus. are picturing Crocodilus, you listening at home. Yeah, listeners, okay, here's here's what we'll do. A fun game for the listeners. Listeners, uh, real quick, without looking it up, draw what you think Crocodilus looks like. Take a picture, send it to us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Yampod. That's Y-A-M-P-O-D. Send it to us, then Google Crocodilus. Or uh, we'll, we'll put a picture of Crocodilus on the Instagram uh, when this episode comes out next week. Uh, or, you know, when you're listening to it. Next week for us. Anyway, time is weird. Um, I like Crocodilus, though. Crocodilus is yeah. nice. He seems like a, cool, a- like a cool dude. Oh, see, and and there and there I am gendering a monster, uh, right after I gave this whole impassioned speech about not gendering monsters. That's my bad. Um, Crocodilus is a vicious crocodile with great intelligence, and that's our card of the week. Um, he is very smart. As I mentioned, if you want to get in touch with us, please do. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Yampod. That's Y A M P O D. Uh, you can find us, uh, our, our email is at uh, youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. Our website is tyler.games slash Y-A-M-P or welcome to flavor.town slash Y-A-M-P. Um, Jimmy, uh, is there anything you want to plug this week? I noticed uh, Dungeons Against Humanity had a new episode out. Yep. Still putting out episodes on the regular. Uh, and so that's, if you uh, want to listen to me play D&D, go listen to Dungeons Against Humanity. And that's at D-A-H podcast, duh podcast uh, on Twitter. Duh podcast. Uh, it's it's very good. I, I've really enjoyed getting caught up on that. It, it makes me kind of jealous that you have like a reason to play D&D on the regular. Oh. Uh, I, I kind of, I've been tempted recently to try and start up my own actual play podcast, but we will see. Um, yeah. Well, if you want to. I'm wanna, glad you've been listening. Yeah. No, it. Thank you for making the episodes. They're great. Uh, I don't really have anything else going on besides this podcast right now. So if you want to keep up with me, uh, I'm just on Twitter at Tyler.Games. Uh, there's a link on our show page and all that. You've been um, busy with other things. I've been busy with other things. Uh, but yeah, send us emails. Uh, find us on iTunes. You know, Rate, review, all that good stuff. Uh, and... Uh, uh yeah how do we end this thing jimmy it's been too long well tyler i intend to go out in a blaze of victory